Moving with the digital times. Welcome to Eden Exchanges. Today we spoke to Grant Diaz of Gyms and Tennis in Tasmania. Grant talked about his background and how he came to be a franchisor. Grant also discusses Gyms and Tennis' evolution into technology, his five years' experience in the business, and who makes up his current customer base. Listen out for tips on how to be a successful franchisee and how to get in touch with Grant to inquire about a franchise. Welcome everyone, my name is Raghu from Eden Exchange. Today I'm joined by Grant Dears from Jim's Antennas in Tasmania. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Grant. Thanks for the opportunity. Now firstly, Grant, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to head up your Tasmania wing of Jim's Antennas? What drove you towards that opportunity? I've been operating as a franchisee for five and a half years and the, the current franchisor wanted a, a change in where in direction. He wanted to enter into some different business opportunities. And as he is Melbourne-based, he offered me the uh, opportunity to buy the business. So um, with my sort of previous experience as a franchisee, I thought it would be a good move. All right, great. And what attracted you to that industry itself? I've been in the trade background and all my jobs in the past have been solving problems. And I wanted a change of direction from a fitter and machinist, which is my trade background. There's very limited opportunities for that trade in Tasmania now, and I was looking for a change. And when I saw this, I thought with my experience, I've got quite a broad experience in building, electrical, as well as fitting as well. I thought it'd be something I could do, and I found it something I really enjoy. That's uh, really great. And in terms of you mentioned that broad experience there, who would suit running a franchise in your region and and what type of backgrounds do franchisees usually come from? You can come from a really wide range of backgrounds. Really, it's a matter of, well, for me, I like solving problems and I've got skills with my hands, uh, technical abilities. So you, I really didn't have a, an interest in uh, TV antennas and an experience with it before starting with gyms, but the training process is really good. And I didn't find it difficult learning. Yeah, great. And in terms of, apart from that technical background, is, uh, you know, is any sort of attitude someone needs to have or, or any sort of commercial awareness that people should come with when they come along and join a franchise? Being your own boss is certainly different from being an employee. It's You've got to change your mindset, that's for sure. But really, you're providing a service for a customer. You're solving their problems. And if that's the way you, you look at it, I think anybody that's sort of got that sort of attitude should be fine. Great. And, and in the Tasmania market where you, you're operating, what are some unique characteristics of the market? How big's the market for your services and, and who's your main client base? Tasmania's got a population cl approaching about uh, 500,000 now. My main clients are just everyday people that have got problems with their TV reception or if they want home theatre done or phone or data cabling. I cater for so the domestic market. I do a little bit of commercial work. I work for builders. I work for real estate companies. There's quite a broad scope of uh, client base. We understand success can be defined differently for different people, but what would you class as a successful franchisee? Uh, what type of returns should they be expecting and what type of support do they get? A successful franchisee would be somebody who's certainly earning a living that they're comfortable with. 
somebody that uh, enjoys the work. I will say, yeah, enjoying the work and wanting to get up and, and go to work as a sign of somebody that I'd say is successful. Business returns, you should be, you should expect at least 150,000 per year. I'm well above that. I would expect somebody that's doing 200, 250,000 uh, business turnover a year. As far as support goes, you've got access as a franchisee in the gyms group to uh, 150 plus uh, franchisees. You've got our head office. We've got a number of preferred suppliers that you can always get expert advice from from them. And the suppliers that we used, I've found to be exceptionally helpful. And then you've got the franchisee structure where, as a franchisor, I would be mentoring and available for support uh, for a new franchisee. And we keep close and close contact uh, at the start of the process. And I know I was very well supported uh, as a new franchisee. And I felt I liked the feeling of being part of a bigger group. Another feature that we've got, which I suppose goes along the line of support, is uh, we have an annual conference where we get together as a group. There's training and then there's a social connection with uh, franchisees all across Australia. So, so they really make an effort to like, really integrate all the franchisors and franchisees across the entire group. So there's no, you know, for example, if you're in Tasmania, there's no, you don't really feel much difference from if you're on, say, you know, mainland Australia or anything like that. It's all treated like a, an organisation that works with each other. Yeah, that's correct. Right. And both in Tasmania and from your experience, how has Jim's Antennas grown since you first entered the market? For me, uh, in Tasmania, it's actually gone backwards. When I started, there was the, the franchisor. He had an employee because he was flat out and uh, he was still flat out, so he, I brought a, a franchise from him. Since then, he's moved out of the business and his employee started his own business, trading under his own business name. So that only left with me operating in the Hobart area and with more than enough work. And part of the reason I bought the franchise for the state rights was that I can see the opportunity for growth. There's, there's a lot of opportunity in the Hobart area. We could have a team of six to eight operating in Hobart, I think, quite happily. And currently, there's just myself. So that's the situation I've got now. I'd like, I'm wanting to grow Hobart as a region and Tasmania as a region. We've got an, another franchisee in Launceston uh, as well. Look, thanks, Grant. Look, are you able to outline a bit about what the Jim's Antennas product suite is, how that's evolved, and where you see that trending uh, given market demand? Obviously, being Jim's antennas, a big function is is installing antennas. Since I've been going, we've moved from analog to digital. That's uh, certainly a, a growth area. As well as the antennas, we do home theatre setups, so wall mounting TVs, speaker systems, having Foxtel in multiple rooms, so sort of networking through the house. And we also do phone and data work and uh, a new area for me is, is doing data work for people that want to get their NBN through their house. And recently, we're, Jim's antennas have sort of uh, got involved with the, the security and we've actually bought the security division and we're integrating that into antennas. So that's something that's only new and it's certainly a growth area for in, in Tasmania. We, we haven't tapped into that yet. So as a franchisee within the antenna group, you would also be able to do 
security work. So CCT cameras, alarms. So it's broadening the services that we can sell. And it means that the opportunities in Tasmania have probably, probably close to doubled. So if you're just simply looking at antennas based on population, we could probably as a group have 10 plus franchisees. But if you include security arm of things, maybe we can double that. So there's a huge opportunity for in the gyms group in Tasmania. It's a, a huge market that's not been tapped yet. And uh, that's where I'd like to grow that and sort of uh, just an ongoing process. And the gym security opportunity opens up a new range of marketplaces for you to target. I mean, what can you just delve a bit more into what type of opportunity that presents and why do you think there's demand for that across Australia and Tasmania? Sadly, in some ways, it's because of the, the nature of the, the, our society. People aren't as, don't feel as safe. So a lot of do, domestic households are wanting cameras just to protect themselves. It's a bit sad, really, but even in commercial businesses, I've done some working with uh, the dentist. The RSPCA had an incident where they had never had security cameras and now not good ones, and they're wanting to upgrade their system. So there's domestic, there's commercial work, as in like in the dentist, small commercial. Then you have schools, and there's a huge market for, for security. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a definite trend we're seeing as well, that people want to feel more secure and also more um, media and news about you know, break-ins and security issues as well. So, yeah, understand that's a huge market to tap into. Another thing about this that people don't understand is that you can buy a cheap set of security cameras that might cost you five or 600 and you can do it yourself, but they don't have the encryption built into them. So if that footage then goes to the court, because it's not encrypted, it, it's not usable in court because in theory, you can doctor that footage to incriminate the person that you're accusing. If you go to the more upmarket commercial products like we would be using in gyms, there's an encryption built into the recording and it's then available to use in evidence because as the person that's doing the recording, you can't alter it. So it's, it's then valid evidence in court because it can be verified that the footage that you're, that's being displayed in court hasn't been changed. So it is, in fact, a true record of what has happened. For a franchisee to install or sell these products, do they have to come from a particular background? It varies depending on where you are in Australia. In Tasmania, the the security sector isn't licensed, which means literally anybody can do it. But there certainly is training that that you're advised to do, and we we would look at some of the more advanced training that's available mainland-wise. One of the things that you do to have to have, though, is a uh, cabling license. To do a good system, you'll be running data cable uh, and you need to be licensed to do that. So that's in Tasmania, that's the, the, the requirement. In other mainland states, there's a lot more licensing involved. So in Tasmania, it's actually an easier market to get into than if you're in a mainland state. Yeah, so that's actually a, a huge opportunity for that market that you're saying is relatively untapped. But for anyone interested in that opportunity, what are the next steps in reaching out to you? And can you just delve into a bit about your processes in getting the right person on board 
uh, once they've got an inquiry through to you. Okay, the the point of contact can be a number of different ways, but yeah, once they are, we are in contact. I would want to give them uh, information about the business, and probably the first thing is is to get together and meet and talk face to face because. I know when I started, I had lots of questions, and so there's an opportunity for a person to ask the questions and sort of what impact it's going to have on their lifestyle. And then we would organise a time to get on the road, and they can sort of uh, sort of spend a day on the road with me, just going through the jobs that I would do during a normal day. And once again, there's plenty of opportunity for asking questions. That's the initial step. Then there's uh, you'd go down the path of uh, training on the mainland, which is a franchise training which allows the people, they're, they're organised on a fortnightly basis, roughly, where you'll go over and spend about three days training and in the franchise process, looking at purchasing the business uh, and the, just the steps that you have to go through with paperwork and whatnot. Once you're actually bought into the business, there's a month's training that you spend on the road and in that training process the idea is to get the new uh, franchisee to experience the various aspects of the job and there's a whole list of uh, training criteria that we've got to tick off so that as the trainer we go through the process until we're happy with the with the new uh, franchisee that they know what they're they're doing and they're up to an acceptable standard and that process continues until we're happy that they're good enough to do the job and that they're comfortable with what they're doing. And you don't have to provide all the services that Jim's Antenna Group provides up front. You can just introduce new services as you're comfortable with them. And there are services like uh, data cabling and whatnot. You actually have to have training and qualifications for that. So from day one, you're not able to do that. Certainly, there's in-house training that you, you could start getting from day one, but the official recognition, you have to go through training courses. So it's a progressive training process. We meet on a as a franchise or franchisees on a regular basis, at least six weekly, and where we've got a, a chance to get together as a group. There'll be training involved in that and opportunity for, for questions and learning from the group environment as well. So it's an ongoing process. Fantastic. Well, it does seem extremely comprehensive there. Look, and you touched on the point about lifestyle as well. As a last question, how has being part of Jim's Antennas affected your lifestyle? I've always been an employee, so I had to do what the boss told me. Well, now I'm the boss, which means if I need to take time off to do something with the family during the week, or if I want to go to school, to assembly with my kids, I want to take kids to school, whatever, I've got the freedom to adjust my workload to do that because I'm now the boss. I'm not an employee that has to answer to to somebody else and fit in with his timetable. So that's the biggest difference lifestyle-wise is that you've got more freedom to dictate your week. Fantastic. And, and look, we do encourage anyone interested uh, in finding out more to head to the Jim's Antennas website or alternatively, you know, there'll be a contact us option underneath this podcast and one of the team will get back in touch with you. Apart from that, thanks very much for speaking to us today, Grant. We hope to get you on another podcast very soon. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. 
In this episode, we spoke to Grant Diaz of Gyms and Tenors in Tasmania. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to EdenExchange.com or www.businessbyinvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.